ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds. When you imagine a self-portrait, you might think of something iconic, like Norman Rockwell's self-portrait of himself painting a different self-portrait, or M.C. Escher's where he's reflected in that shiny sphere he's holding, or maybe even one of Vincent van Gogh's 30 self-portraits, or however many he did. I always think of the ones where he's wearing the cool hats. (laughs) (laughs) There are also sculpted busts, photographs, and even digital graphics. But the point is, artists have constantly represented themselves through their mediums and methods of choice. All of those examples bring to mind something about the very concept of the self-portrait that's nearly universal. They primarily exist in the visual realm. Enter Jack. Okay, yeah, I'm uh, Jack Tutor. I'm editor of Attention Magazine, which is a online website for experimental music and sonic curiosities, and um, compilation curator for Living Void and before that, Signal Void. When Jack was younger, he read a review of a record that caught his attention. So to hear it, he went to a listening station at his local record store, and this was the first thing he heard. It was a record called White 2 by Sun, and, well, it wasn't quite what he expected. And there was me, like my 14-year-old self, just waiting for the drums to come in, like waiting for some metal screams to kind of pick it all up, and it just didn't happen. I was just a bit confused and kind of annoyed, uh, and so just put it down. So he walked away from the record, but a few months later, something about the sound just stuck with him. It drew him back in, and he decided to give it another chance, which he says is an experience that we don't have much anymore. You know, listening to it, maybe taking a plunge on buying the record or something like that, was this completely fresh experience, and this, this uh, often this total subversion of expectation, I think. Since then, Jack has become more interested in the contradictions that can exist when sound is used as art. Jack began to think of music from a standpoint that was less about criticism and more about curiosity. While he was in college in 2010, he began writing about music on a website that he made with some friends. Over time, the other writers and articles all faded away, and all that was left was Jack and his writings on music. Before he knew it, Attention Magazine was born. And since Jack was a one-man operation, the website kind of became an extension of Jack's interests. It's great to just be able to do it under my own steam, but also, yeah, be liberated from having to, um, or wanting to, make uh, any critique on anyone else's work, for example, and trying to decide whether it's within the spirit of the magazine and and just knowing that, you know, this is what I want to do, and and, uh, as long as I've got confidence in that, then that's all it needs. Jack eventually decided to try his hand at creating a compilation that allowed artists and listeners to explore the concept of noise. The result was a 263-track compilation called Signal Void. Each piece was a representation of noise distilled into a one-minute track. The whole thing's almost four and a half hours of noise. Four and a half hours of noise might as well be a tagline for a season of Everything Sounds. (laughs) Well, it's actually more like uh, three hours useful information 
one hour of maybe us making fun of each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then the rest is just advertisements that we have to put in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably would be coming up right about now, but it went away this week. You're welcome. Yeah, it wasn't completely our fault that they were there, but we really shouldn't do that again. The point is, the Signal Void compilation was an extension of Jack's work with Attention Magazine. He accepted every submission that he got, and each of those tracks represented one person's own perception of noise, and everything was included without expectation or judgment. After Signal Void, Jack wanted to apply some of that same spirit and those principles from the compilation to another project. And that is actually where we go back to the beginning. Yeah, so I wanted to do, after Signal Void, another compilation that involved uh, a similar idea of having very liberal uh, creative guidelines um, within, you know, those quite rigid technical confines so I could keep some cohesion going. But um, what I liked about Signal Void was the fact that it noise is such a... Uh, personal concept you know everyone's perception of noise is totally different you know one man's Merzbo is another man's Madonna uh, but it's I just wanted something that, that, that essentially created that experience again where I could really start to form this uh, influx of different perspectives and this commotion of different identities and so as I was thinking about it I just thought well you know a, a, a portrait a self-portrait is uh, almost taking that down to its very essence in a way you know it's it's who someone perceives themselves as and you know it's 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 the person conveying their very essence in sound living voids a collection of 80 of these one minute self-portraits and they're actually meant to be listened to on shuffle none of the tracks begin or end with silence so each one can fit next to each other to make one longer piece Jack asked family members, musicians, and other sound enthusiasts to submit their sonic self-portraits, but didn't specify guidelines aside from the length and a deadline for submission. Each person included in the compilation expressed themselves with instruments, computers, and sometimes even their own bodies. Um, so yeah, I got some amazing stuff. I mean, for example, my brother um, is like a, an acoustic musician uh, and did this really wonderful acoustic track, which has got this... Um, really rich kind of sentimental kind of heartbreaking atmosphere to it which is really nice and it's all contained within a minute um, we've got Jeremiah Simerman who's a clarinetist from New York uh, he got a brand new clarinet and was like I'm going to use this as a almost like a trial so I like the idea that he used like a self-portrait um, as a vehicle to, to, to explore his relationship with this new instrument and you know you get some self-portraits I guess which um, pick up uh, habits that we have which uh, are seen maybe to be expressive of who we are because we spend more time doing them but I like that this guy kind of picked something that he was doing for the first time and you know his portrait existed in uh, the fresh way he interacts with new experiences so that was great. Um, Lisa Hogan um, who's a vocal coach uh, who uh, did something that sounded like Massive Attack which kind of you've got quite a lot of quite noisy and abstract self-portraits going on and then it's just like you know boom bit of blue lines from massive massive attack you've got people who uh matt warren for example did this one where it's just the sound of his breath going in and out and it's um overlaid and overdubbed into these kind of strange sort of tidal undulations which 
almost sound like a really blustery breeze or you know being caught on quite an aggressive tide so that was really cool as well um, yeah I mean, and, and in fact one one of my favorites um, there's someone called France Jobin who's a Canadian sound artist who uh, I actually interviewed recently and asked her about hers because hers is like this really thin high-pitched uh, tone which sounds like really fragile it sounds like a tube of glass or something and uh, I asked her like you know would you mind kind of delving into wh why you chose that sound and uh, you know she said she wanted to peel away the superfluous layers of sound in order to uncover their true essence um, and so it was almost you know becoming uh, rendering her sound naked and kind of getting down to its very core so I, I love that as well. And of course, Jack made one of his own self-portraits in sound as well. You definitely have to think about yourself in a different way and almost uh, there's perhaps even something spiritual in it for some people. I know there was in producing my own one um, in the sense that you have to think about that immaterial aspect of yourself. I mean, mine actually um, started as a, uh, a piece that was designed to go on forever and so I... Um, looped the various sections over themselves so they overlapped and continually repeated so the piece itself um, initially was designed to never have a beginning or an end and then for this project I thought well you know there's something quite nice about just extracting a minute of that and um, just giving the implication that it goes on forever but then still being contained within this box of one minute. We asked him if his piece was in any way related to life and the way that it actually works. Everything seems like it will continue indefinitely, go on forever. But in reality, at a certain point, it does have to end. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, and also just the fact that you're a tiny little speck and, you know, the universe is going to continue on without you and start without you. And I liked it just, you, it, it almost, and in fact, it happens um, incidentally within all these pieces, but you just wake up within it because there's no silence at the beginning and no silence at the end. So um, whilst some definitely have a sense of conclusion with a lot of them, you're born into the piece and then you're obliterated at the end of it. And so, you know, there is a kind of ruthless mortality to, to certainly my piece and I think also to the transitions within each piece as a whole. Trying to distill a person or their life into one piece of art is sometimes unreasonable. I mean, we're complex, we get older, we change. So you may end up creating something that only represents you for a moment, or maybe not even at all. And that's part of what Jack hopes to accomplish with Living Void, acknowledging the inconsistency but enjoying it while it lasts. I understand that there are so many contradictions within Living Void, which uh, in fact, I think give it a bit of energy and life. Um, and as you say, the distillation of someone into one minute of audio recording, I mean, that's not a long duration to play with anyway, but it's kind of a ludicrous ask anyway. And I think, and I'm sure a lot of people who submitted uh, realized that there was an element of uh, fantasy and a bit of uh, fiction about what they were doing or uh, an element of theatre. And what I do find interesting in the concept of a self-portrait is obviously it's this fixed 
definitive thing that's supposed to define, you know, who the person is or who the group of people are. And I liked that conflict of, well, you know, how someone's supposed to uh, approach the idea of, of who they are when, you know, as soon as they submit that, uh, they're, they're then going to go on and, and, and completely change and, and, and evolve as an identity. We have links to Attention Magazine and to download the Living Void compilation at our website, everythingsounds.org. You can also find all of our previous episodes as well as a list of some of our favorite podcasts in the Frequently Asked Questions section. So while you're there, just follow the link to iTunes and rate and review the show. The truth is, it doesn't actually take that much to get a bump in iTunes. Seriously, when new ratings go up, we immediately see the show rise in the iTunes rankings. Immediately. And it only takes just a few minutes to click some of those stars or write a few words about why you like the show. But all of that goes a long way in helping more people hear about these great stories and projects like Living Void. So, if you're subscribed to the show, We'd appreciate if you just take a minute and visit everythingsounds.org, follow the link to iTunes, and just let some random strangers know what you think about the show. This episode was brought to you with support from Sound Studio 4 for Mac by Felt Tip Inc. You can learn more about their software and how to get started editing your own audio projects, maybe even your own audio self-portrait, at macsoundstudio.com. I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. Thanks for listening to Everything Sounds.